make you nice uh, Zoom later because we're just going to start to record. I'm going to need them to come up with a different place. You know, like oh, how... Oh, Tabitha Brown. Right. Oh, my God. Hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> won't let y'all know that. Right. You know, I didn't want to say what is recorded or not, whatever's going on. That's your business. I love you. <laughs> right now, y'all have a person. It's like that would be that like, would be like, great, right? Like have alternate, like uh, how Google has alternate uh people doing the voice. Yeah. Like I, I love that. I think mine is. Did I change it originally? I don't know. I, I know I changed mine once I started to do that. I was like, oh no, I don't messed up then. But uh, hey. How's everybody doing? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bold Expressions. I'm joined once again by the host of uh, Moses with Melanie, uh, Simone. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great on this Wednesday. Hot, but great. Oh, yes, it's hot. I went outside for just a second to throw the trash away and came out. And I was like, I've been sweating way too much. For that yeah. small activity. Uh, shout out to my co-host Daniel in the background. <laughs> Going off about something. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> living his best life. Um, I just want to start off, uh, you know, say how you know, you're doing all right today. Uh, what have you been up to since the last time we spoke? About um, I finished season one of Muggles with Melanin, and we're on a hiatus right now. I'm listening to the audio books for the first time for Harry Potter, and then once I finish those, I'm gonna start season two, and we're gonna be talking about the characters more in depth because now I have a refresher on the book here versus the movie and who do you uh, who do you listen to uh, audiobooks with is it audible or oh i use audible for other audiobooks the hp the harry potter audiobooks are like literally all over the internet though so they're like free everywhere Okay, do you check out, do you, and I'm pretty sure these aren't on Audible, do you check out any of the, um, what's his name, the, what's the one I'm looking for? Uh, fan fiction. Oh, fan fiction? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, listen. I used to write fan fiction. I was one of those people. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that. That's why, uh, yeah. Uh, last time you, you were on Twitch, I was like, I, I meant to be like, have you been writing any lately? But I didn't want to I want to put you on a blast in front of everybody. Well, listen, Harry Potter fan fiction really recently. Um, that's mostly because hold on. Okay. That's mostly because um I've been trying to work on like my own writing. <laughs> But I do still be reading it. I still read a lot of his fan fiction. It's good. There are like really good writers writing fan fiction. 
It's a it's an amazing community to be honest. They be on there, and it's like so long. Like there are novel length fan fiction, oh. and like they're really good. And I read them. <laughs> so what um, <clears throat> have you have you been reading any other uh, fantasy fiction? Oh, sorry, oh. listening to any others? Yes. Okay. So I recently finished the children of blood and bone series like i bought i bought all those books and i've been reading those and um i think there's another book coming out but i've been keeping up with those for i've been reading those and then i have another book that i haven't started reading yet but it's about witches i'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about it, but I bought it because it looked interesting. And then let me see. I also read a book about Black Mermaids, which it was just fantastic. Oh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's so good. And I don't know, I feel like that narrows it down anyway. It's about Black Mermaids. The cover has Black Mermaids on it. It's so good. Can you but, think of the uh, the author? Oh, it's a black woman. I know that for sure. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up because I really hold on. Okay, yeah. Why, yeah, while you're looking at um, looking at up, uh, just got really he just got real loud all of a sudden. <laughs> while you're looking at up, uh, I think about. I'm trying to think. I want to say I've heard of the. I want to say I've heard of the one book you said, "Children of Blood and Bone." I want to say I've heard of that. Um, have you? Uh, Wesley Snipes uh, had a black. I want to say like fantasy book out. Um, I cannot remember. I remember him talking about it. It was pre-COVID. Um, he was talking about you know, I gotta, who is it? Uh, Wesley oh, I Snipes. support Wesley Snipes. I'm sorry. What? Why not? What's wrong with Wesley? What do you do? Oh, he beat the fuck out of Halle Berry. <laughs> when they was dating back in the 90s. I knew nothing. I didn't even know they dated. Yeah, I don't support Wesley Snipes based off of that. But oh, the name of the book is called Song Below Water. That's the Black Mermaid book. <laughs> okay, you said that's a. Uh, you said that's a black. Do all of your do all of the um, books that you listen to? You know, that feature black characters like that. Are they written by uh, black authors? Um. Yeah, because I don't. I don't like to read books about people's experiences from some that are written by people that haven't lived those experiences I feel like I feel like there's a a separation because you'll never really know how that feels or whatever so I feel in certain situations there shouldn't be like authors writing about the like the black experience or if the character is like a black person and it's like first person and the like a white person, I'm not mm -hmm. gonna read that because it's not genuine. 
Okay, well, you know what? That, <clears throat> this is not sci-fi or, or fantasy, but it makes me um, want to ask about uh, what, how do you feel about directors? Oh, let's like, talk about Quentin now. Oh, okay, because that, that's that's funny, because initially my mind was thinking of uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, because yeah. He, because he directed Color Purple. Color Purple, yeah. But but no yes let's let's talk about uh, Quentin Tarantino because I know he's been in the news recently um, thanks to uh, Bruce Lee's daughter yeah. and and let me actually get her name you know she, she 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 has she has a name besides being Bruce Lee's daughter I don't disrespect her like that uh, but no uh, you you go ahead with what you what you were saying about her or, okay. or what you were saying about. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Quentin Tarantino, I feel like, is the most... His, his movies are like exactly what I'm talking about with the Black experience from the white gays. You know? Because I feel like if you are watching a Tarantino movie and the lead is black, or there are more than like people in it. The amount of times the N word will be dropped. Oh my goodness. Ridiculous. And it's like, I really feel very uncomfortable watching his movies like this white man. I'm knowing that he done wrote out every N word in this script on purpose. And it's like, it rubs me the wrong way. Like I like some of Quentin Tarantino's movies. I like Kill Bill, um, Jane is cool. But like, aside from that, I feel like his movies, he's very word heavy, which makes me about him. Well, no, what makes it uh, even worse about the whole inward thing, have you ever seen um, it was the um, have you ever seen the it was like a press tour that was on 106 in Park. It was him, Jamie Foxx, and I want to say, I guess, Kerry Washington. I know some other people y'all excuse the background. Uh, and some other people, uh, you know, you know how they don't do the press tours. And just to see the way it's, it's, it was very cringy. Listen to him talk and listen to everybody. You done? All right, thank you. Listen to uh, everybody else talk. And then the way he started talking. He yeah. was definitely had that 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 wigger thing of oh yeah yeah he, he had the thing it's just like it's like sir like you are Caucasian right and you're not it is clear that you're not from you're it's clear you're, you're not you're not from this from this from this from this I won't say region but you're 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 not of this this group. Right. He's like, he's like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know. Right. We know you don't talk like that. He's like, you know, you know, if you're not my fans, you know, I don't really give a damn. He's like, and then the the room's kind of quiet, and then he starts talking normally, and it's like, sir. (laughs) Right. 
very yeah he always gave me that vibe plus his face creeps me out anyway and it's like <laughs> i just and i feel like um he's so successful because of that actually i feel like that is in part of his success and why he's so appealing to the audience that he appeals to but, and it's, it's, it's also the because um what was it uh shannon lee the last surviving uh child of uh martial artist and actor bruce lee um she um down, down there. she um she, he had a movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to where, you know, he, he had, was a starring Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and, and he's worked with both of them on numerous films. Um, and there was a scene to where Brad Pitt, who is a fictional character, who's supposed to be this real, and here's the thing, He's supposed to be this, this stuntman. Now, now, mind you, I'm going to give the caveat. I have not seen the movie, but I have seen the the scene in question. Okay. So I, I just want that known. I have not seen the full film, but I have seen the scene in question and how it plays out. And it had Bruce Lee kind of acting like a jerk and being full of himself. Mm -hmm. Yet. It's, it's one it's one of those things to where if it's in, it's, if it has the feeling of if it's any since it's anybody but a white man being sure uh you know sure or confident then it's an yeah. issue right and it has bruce lee you know being rude or whatever uh and I, I think the 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 I think the the thing that really got people was the fact that Brucey got beat up by this other stunt guy. Oh, and Bruce Lee got beat up. That don't even sound right. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah. It's like Bruce Lee is no, just I've like. I've never seen the movie. Yeah. He he was like he was like yeah you know he's talking he's like if um uh, if uh if I'm what's he's like he's like yeah if it's if it's like me and somebody else is like you know I train to fight somebody he's just like you know just as somebody like Cassius Clay you know he boxes you know he's trained to do so and so and I asked him like well, what would you think would happen he he's like he's like if you fought Cassius Clay he's just like. I'm not sure, like, I'm not even sure that this is an interview that actually happened because every time you listen, every time Bruce Lee was interviewed, he did have a humbleness about him. And it's a thing, uh, what's, what's the, I, I recently heard this on, uh, what's his name? The Just Asleep podcast with Clayton, sorry, with CT and Doughboy. Yeah. People people think you arrogant when their confidence, when your confidence meets their insecurities. Oh, that's good. And you know, and once once again, so you know, I'm not a credit to this. 
from the Just Us Us podcast. You were really on one today. You were hyper. Um, from the Just Us League podcast, and you know, as as he said, people think you're arrogant when you're when your confidence with their insecurities. Yeah, it's it's basically people people just being who they are, being their confident selves, being themselves. I know how good I am, and especially being a Chinese, you know, American Chinese man, you know, Chinese American back in the seventies. The, the fact that he had to play second fiddle in the Green Hornet, the fact that they stole Kung Fu, uh, mm-hmm. that that t- that TV show, they stole that from him. They put a all David Carradine's like he's supposed to be half Chinese. Is like. I didn't even know about that until I was reading about the remake that they had. Mm-hmm. And like the guy who played like the young version of him had something about it, said something about it because it, it's, it's now a mostly Asian cast and the lead character is female and whatever. I was just like, and I was just, just like, man, like, shut up. Yeah. It's, it's just like, you, it's like this, it was like, oh, because, you know, he was facing adversity because he was half Chinese. It's just like, Nobody would know he's half Chinese. Right. There is no, looking at David Carradine, there was no way in hell you would ever suspect him for anything other than white. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? Like, isn't that what they do nowadays when they're like claiming to be so diverse? They put the most white passing people on the screen. And then they'll be like, but did you know that her grandma? on her mother's side is actually half Asian. So there you go. Right. It's just like, but looking at them, do they do they do they look it? Do they portray it? It's like, you know, and when the way and they, they really do it with uh black characters. Oh my they, god. They would have they would have the, the fairest and this is once again this is not a knock against light-skinned black people acting because that's they, they try to get us into that whole colorism thing but it is a thing that they do like um what's 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 that show that uh, all the women were excited about uh bridgerton oh bridgerton yeah yeah they had the light-skinned black dude right. who's up there just like everybody's like oh yeah he's sexy it's just like yeah it's like first of all like you know damn well it's like this is highly some fantasy because we're no black people just up there like that in that time yeah. period in England. Yeah. And second of all, it's just like he he was a he's a very attractive guy. Yeah. I, now and once again, I I have to watch shot. I know others who have. I'm wondering is his father on the show supposed to be white? Because I've seen the actress that they have playing his mother. Yeah. And there's no reason and there's no way. That she produced a child that looked like that with another fully black man. I don't know. I've never seen Bridgerton. Let's see the cat. Dang. No, give me just one second. You, you, you go ahead and look at me. No, sorry. Slightly quieter. But no, uh, did you uh, find uh, Chick who played his mom? Yeah, apparently she looks like she's light skinned. 
looks like a light skin black one. Okay, so I just I just remember how she looked because I, I know they they <clears throat> I thought they had did it because you know sometimes they will do that they'll have the main you know the main character be a certain tone or color but then everybody else in the family that's not as important is just like how are you guys related. <laughs> Up here no, pulling some, I... some fast and furious stuff. It's just like, how are y'all related? I want to see, I want to see the truth. Their family. Right. But yeah, I ain't got that. No, but to, but to get back to get, like, yeah, Shana Lee had issues with the fact of, uh, you know, showing her, her dad to be like that. And, you know, she said that when the movie came out and recently, um, <laughs> Tarantino was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and you know he he wrote like a novelization of the uh, of the movie or whatever, and he yeah. was talking about it. He's just like, okay, well, you know, that's her dad, so I understand her talking about it. But for all the other people, you know, you can shut up because you don't know. He's like, I've talked to. He's like, I've talked to stuntmen and they said that he was horrible and this and that. And it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I really hope this mic is not picking this up, picking all him up. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like he, he was horrible to, to stuntmen or whatever. And I was listening to somebody talk about it. It's just like, well, and that's why I want to think about being arrogant to where it's just like, okay, you have a guy, first off, even, even now, uh, I watch a lot of martial arts uh, movies and uh, hey, 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 hey. Oh. Uh, there's uh, this actor I, I like, um, well, Scott Acton, he's, somebody said, he's, he's like the king of straight to DVD action flicks. He's actually pretty freaking amazing, and I wish I could see him in more um, mm-hmm. Hollywood films. However, it's, it's one of those things where I want to see him more and more things, but then at the same time, I don't, because I know if I do, they're not gonna let him do what he's able to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just like I'll they'll put in like some dope martial artist and actor that out that I like, and they'll put them mm-hmm. in like a big budget movie, but it's just like, ah. Oh. It's like, how about this? How about since you hired this person because they're talented at what they're doing? And because you can see what they do, like what they do, how about you let them do everything that comes to the action? You let them shoot yeah. it. You let them have their people. So, because it doesn't make sense for you to see the thing. You saw them doing their thing. You liked it, and then you brought them over, and but you want to shoot it your way, so it doesn't look as impressive as it does. It's like that. That doesn't make right. sense to me. Yeah. But he talked about, uh, like you know, back okay. in the day, and even now, okay. their stunt, the way they do stunts over there is so different. And you know, being able to do so much, he's like, so he. You're like, yeah, ideally, you know, they, they say chip on the shoulder, but you know, he's already coming over here with 
I know how to do all this stuff. Right. And 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 it's also like the things you guys are complaining about. It's not. It's like just let me do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's it's mostly of course white stuntmen who who supposedly had a problem. But it's the thing of like, so you're getting you got all your information from the people who who would have an issue with him the most. Exactly. Is like you didn't actually like you weren't there. You didn't talk. You didn't talk to anybody else. But you just talked to these people. And like you said, it is a thing of like, you know, his and and that that was a lot of people's problem with that scene of, I have to make this white character, this fictional white character, get the one up on this real life person. Yeah, and isn't don't you? You saying that makes me think about Quentin Tarantino and actually how disrespectful that is, considering Kill Bill's most famous, iconic look of the bride, the murder bride or whatever, her yellow and that yellow and black is directly from Bruce Lee. So him doing that is extra bogus, actually. Exactly. And I want to say there was something else that he, I want to say there was something else from that he he took and they were just like, because he, he has a thing of flaunting his encyclopedia uh, knowledge of movies. Mm-hmm. And so when he did something and somebody pointed out, it's like, well, that's from this movie. Oh, I've never seen that. It's like bull crap. Because like, you made it, you make it a habit. Like if you didn't make it such a habit of flaunting the fact that you have this knowledge of stuff. Right. Then you the fact can that, maybe get away with that. Right, but yeah, but and so yeah, that's that's and um, Miss Lee, uh, she she you know she has it. Her thing was like, especially with all the things going on with, um, you know, Asian people and attacking Asian people and you know, representation and different things. The she was like, how about it just be best if you just not say anything about it? Basically, she's just like, just keep my daddy's name out your mouth. Right. It's like you don't have to defend it. It's like the fact that and that, and that was her thing. She's like the fact that you even brought it back up. Right. It's like that movie came out what four or five years ago, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe not that long, but but it's old now. Yeah, right. for sure. It's so like you the fact bring that you it up it, again. Right. right. And Stirring the pot. Right. And and it does, you know, and it makes me think, like you said, about people who speaking on experiences they don't have, doesn't have yeah. an authentic, it's like, because I remember one of the reasons, like, I can watch Django with some appreciation. Yeah. But to me, it's like starting off, we're not starting off. I remember he made a quote that like made me like have a different look at it to where he was just like, I want to, you know, have a film where, you know, there's a superhero for, you know, for, for young black kids or whatever, and, you know, a hero for them or whatever. And that annoyed me on several levels because number one, the fact that we, I, I am, I'm appreciative of Somebody else like, okay, hey, you know, it would be cool to have a hero for black kids to look up to, you know, somebody that can say, that's a hero, that's somebody I think would be cool to be or cosplay as whatever. I think that's cool. On the flip side, I hate the fact that 
it is so easier, so much easier for him to have gotten that movie made than it is for somebody who actually has lived right. the black experience. To right, get somebody made. black to actually, yeah. And then, yeah. It, and then it's also the fact of like, it's like, yeah, have a black hero, but he had to be a slave. Right. Also, the movie's called Django Unchained. Hell, if you ask me, it's not until like the last, I would say 30, but even that's being generous. Mm-hmm. It's not to the, to, to the literal climax of the movie to where Django is even to be the main character. Yeah, like until after the white guy dies. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And it's just like, and I felt more sympathy for him than Django. Like, how is it that Django, how is it that this white guy had had more of a visceral reaction of seeing black people treated wrong as slaves? Then it's Django. Like, right, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you can argue that, oh, he's being desensitized to it or whatever. But according to the movie, him and his wife, were not on a plantation. They were gone. Mm-hmm. They were somewhere else, and you know these people kidnapped her or whatever. And so it's like, so yeah, it's a thing of, but you haven't been saying this your whole life. You, you've been away from it, and it should still mess with you, you. Too, right? Yeah. Well, you're just like, man, it is what it is. It's like you know, it's like. like- how- how are you so good at being undercover? <laughs> yeah, I agree with you because I feel like when I first watched Django, I was also thinking like, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was really thinking, I was like, damn, Jamie Foxx is a good-ass actor. It don't look like it's fucking with him at all. <laughs> right. But yes, yeah, so like, I see what you're, what you're saying. And I feel like with Tarantino, his thing is he will put a white person at the center of people of color and then call that diversity. Right. Because that's what he did with that to kill Bill in its entirety. It's a white person at the center of somebody else's culture. Whooping ass. Having having all these Asian people, oh, you, you speak Japanese so well. You have all this... She she right. whooped the whole she whooped the whole Yakuza's bill. Right, you the know? crazy eighty eight took all of them out completely. Right, and it's like, and that's what Django is too. Is like until the very end when Django is actually the main character, because until then it's the white man with Django as his sidekick. Exactly, it's just like so. so yeah. This is the hero, right? And then, it's like, it's like, and then if you really think about it, that white man was the one who fucked up everything. Had exactly. Django fucked up out there, because they know how to tell you to shoot Leonardo DiCaprio, nigga. We was out of there. That That's my oh goodness. Every time I watch it, tell somebody, I'm sorry, I just couldn't help myself, nigga. <laughs> like, right, it's like we. That is like they they got caught. They was about to leave. It's when the what is one of those things. Um, I don't know if anybody watched, uh, well, if you're listening to this, you probably have, um, watch any of the Netflix Marvel show, Marvel shows. Yeah. Um, the second, the second season of Jessica Jones did this a lot to where it was like such a, a thing. And, and even a lot of times the CW shows, uh-huh. they've gotten so bad to the point to where I can no longer even enjoy them. 
<laughs> just a little bit because it's just like this is frustrating me so much at this point i'm just watching to see how it ends that's that's all right. that's all i'm doing just to see how you wrap this shit show up <laughs> but they they do it they were right to where they wrote themselves in a corner yeah and then to do to come out of it they have to do this other thing because they they did that so many times in jessica jones to where okay we have uh we have uh we, we have the ending we caught the person but we still have so and so many episodes to do so we have to figure out a way for them to escape that portrays that that you know almost character assassinates the main character and other people in order for it to happen mm-hmm. and you know that way we can keep it going right to yeah. where it's that is where it's like okay well they can't be chumps so okay they figure it out they have this thing what they could have done is you're you are literally behind the enemy lines you you came here you know, because because you felt a certain hey. way, felt some compassion for Django and what he was going through. You get his wife back, who had been who they get her, they had put her in a hot box. Yeah, she's been abused. She's been raped repeatedly because they they talk about the fact that she, you know, number one, she's a female slave. Let's yeah. not let's not act like you know we don't know what happened. And then they talk about that she had been pretty much the the concubine, pretty much for their mandingos. So, you know, yeah. she was getting ran through by property, you know, but it's, it's like, so they get her. They're just, they're getting her. The only issue is your plan didn't 100% work because you didn't fool us. We, sorry, Samuel Jackson figured it out. Told the it's like they, they were going to leave. Yeah. And that pride kept, you know, messing with you. And so you do something which in turn, you have no other allies. So as far as he knows, after he's killed, as far as he knows, he sends both of them to death. And it's yeah, just like, right. that doesn't make sense. It would make more sense for them to, okay, fine. They got caught and they leave. And then for Samuel Jackson character to talk up Leonardo DiCaprio and it's just like, you know, we can't let them get away Right. Let them think they got away with us. We have to make an example. So yeah, we'll let them leave. We'll hunt them down. We'll kill them, do whatever. And then we'll bring it back for for the other plantations to to see this is what happens when, you know, black people think they're smart and what have something like that. So that way then you can have the shootout. The shootout, but it would make more sense. Right. Because they're, they're like, oh, when in the ensuing, you know, chase, then the white guy dies. Right. You know, he dies saving them as opposed to screwing them over. Right. And just sentencing them to death. Because you knew that's what was going to happen. Right. It's like, that's that's the whole reason why you came up with this fake story because you knew that the two of you couldn't just run in there and take her. Right. This yeah. it just makes no sense. Yeah, it was just like, oh, well, there needs to be a shootout and the white guy got to die. So I guess he'll just shoot Leonardo. But that's, but that's, but that uh, also brings to, um, and just the thing of representation, um, a movie coming out in a couple months, um, 
Marvel movie Sang Chi and the Legend of the Ten, Ten Rings. Yeah. Um, there was a, a story. I didn't know he was Canadian. Um, he was in this uh, Canadian comedy show called uh, Kim's Convenience. I don't know if you, you've heard this story. Um, no. It's actually based off a real uh, shout out to uh, uh, Angelique Voices. She she told me this. Uh, Angelique Voices of the Polygato Stop Podcast, my first uh, podcast friend. Um, oh, shout out, shout out. Yeah, check out her her podcast. Uh, What's getting oh, polyglottal stop? Uh, you know, have her. You know, probably hear uh, one of her bumps of one of her ads at the end of uh, of this one. But yeah, uh, they're very short. You learn a lot about English <laughs> that I didn't know before, and it's just like, oh, that's why we say that word or whatever. But right. um, she she lives in Canada, and she's like, yeah, Kim's, Kim's Convenience is an actual store. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And it was a show that was mostly about an Asian cast that they had mm-hmm. mostly an Asian cast and whatnot. It was you know a little comedy show, what, what have you. Um, the Uh, I cannot think of the actor's name, but um, recently, the, you know, they, they decided not to um, pick the show up for another season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. S I M U Lu. That's the guy who plays Sang Chi. He was okay. one of the main characters on. Um, I have to find something to figure out how to pronounce his name. I don't want to mess dude's name up. Um, <clears throat> he, he, you know, he was the main character on there. He, you yeah. know, he talked about. Now, okay, they canceled the show because they said, "Oh, well, we didn't have any more." They, it was a thing to where you kind of would like to where it's just like, well, we don't have any more stories, so we'd rather end the it's show. Ended. Right. Yeah. And so, hey, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. However, he's like, yeah, that's crap because the cast, which was majority Asian, came mm-hmm. to you beforehand with stories that we have about being you know how we're treated in this net and just different things that you could have taken as stories right but instead you rather in the show and not only did you end the show one of the only non-asian um i hate saying asian non-person of asian descent um characters you know one of the only white characters she gets a mm-hmm. spinoff Wow, yeah. And, 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 he, and, and he made it clear. He's just like, he's like, now I am happy for her. I'm happy that she gets something. He's like, but I think it's crap that the only, you know, that she gets a spinoff, but yet you cancel the main show. And it's just like, wow. Right. And then he talked about the different experiences with getting paid and just the, the, the lack of respect. And yeah, it's it's a thing to where, um, you know, I, me personally, I'm happy that Asian people are making more noise as far <laughs> as, you know, their representation is, is concerned because, you know, I, I, I'm 
make the noise when I feel it's re- when it's required for black people. So right. why would I have an issue with them doing it? It's like, no, because they, they go through the same crap. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, you know, and 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 I'm happy for them to to get it because I know there was a big yeah. issue with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, oh yeah, got a lot of backlash for the the thing, the adaptation of uh, Ghost, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, because it's just like, well, major is because a lot of anime. You know, a lot of anime characters, they, you know, J- Japan is very homogenized, but anybody who's watched anime will, will notice how a lot of the character models are very westernized. Yeah, they very have big much. Eyes. Right. White they, man. Right. And American, even, yeah. hell, even, um, what is it? Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. They're in freaking oh, yeah, Europe. Full metal. Yeah, full metal. All of them. Asian wear. Right. Hell, even, even, and Ghost in the Shell is an uh, anime, the futuristic anime. They're actually in Japan. Right. But they still yeah. have the, you know, characteristic kind of big eyes. But they mm-hmm. are, I think, with the exception of one character, um, I think I want to say I can't think of his name, but I want to say he's like one of the only he's like one of the only characters on the on the little special ops team that doesn't have any cybernetic enhancements. I want to say mm. he's supposed to be American. Mm. But yeah, everybody else is clearly Japanese. Right. But they they have this. I want to say everybody else is Asian, but she's not. Mm-hmm. And then even and it, it was uh, spoilers for the movie. They they go through all that, you know. They have the thing, and even you know, to they get to the point where it's just like there's other problems with the movie. But okay, she's supposed to be Japanese, whatever. You know, the character's not Scarlett Johansson. They they promoted it because based off her name, even yeah, though right. it is a thing to where, but this is also a massively popular <laughs> movie. Has sequels, <laughs> games. Uh-huh. And offs, whatever. So I think you probably could have sold it off the Ghost in the Shell alone. I mean, but do they care? No. no. And and they're there. Oh, sorry. Let me get to this point. So Scarlett Johansson, obviously white actress. Mm-hmm. At the tail end of the movie, they put their foot in their mouths by saying, "Oh, but she was originally an Asian person, but she had." That's just like as as a I don't know if this is offensive, but as I say, reverse banana to where it's just like, oh, so she's really Asian an Asian person, the- but she's put, it's like, wow. It's like, you didn't even have to do that. Right. You made it worse. But they, they, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the thing they, they do with us. It's just like, well, we, we, they had her just like, because they didn't think there was any Asian actress with enough star power to push the movies just like but then you you don't hire them and the backlash you get loses any money that you probably would have gotten right because i surely didn't watch that movie right um, because like you, that, didn't wa- like you didn't watch it and you're not going to recommend it to anybody it's just like yeah no but and, and see and and then it's it's twofold it's just like um because i'm a fan of i'm a wrestling fan and it's a thing of just like, how come there's not more black world champions or, you know, other 
people of color as world champ or different whole different titles, just like, oh well, you know, there's not that many wrestlers or blah 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 blah. And it's just like, okay, but when you do have them, you don't push them as hard as you would push somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, there's not enough star power. It's just like, okay, you do realize that if you push them like you push other people, then they will become bigger stars. Right, exactly. That's how people are stay unknown. You don't right. put them in the star role. Right, or, or even give them the opportunity to get out there. Exactly. And also, it's, you know, I refuse to believe that there are none. They could have easily... It's, like I said, once again, if people were going to go see it, they were going to go see it because of the property, not because of who's in it. Right. Um, and if it's and if it's a good enough movie, then your person will get known, and they'll be happy to see it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, nobody knew who the hell Chris Hems Chris Hemsworth was when Thor came out. Yeah. I think about um, with Daniel Kaluuya with Get Out. Exactly. Look, he then took over. He's in everything now. It's just like you, you have to give, and I know, and I know the, a lot of these companies they was like, well, you know, we're putting all this millions of dollars behind it. We want somebody who we know is going to bring sell the money back, right. or 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 assume will sell the tickets. It's just like, and once again, it's. It's always somebody who doesn't understand or respect the material who thinks that, oh, well, these people won't, they won't go see it. If there's this Asian person, it's just like, do you really think that? Right. I do, though. And that's the thing about it, right? Well, we're talking about like diversity in Hollywood, there's really none to be found. And the diversity that they have now, you know, has been forced because people keep talking about it. So they give us crumbs and then they're like, well, there you go. It's diverse. I don't know what more you want us to do. And then they're not going to um, write stories that will highlight diversity. Or if they do, they put somebody that's not diverse at the center of it. Because like diversity isn't really what they want. It's what the people want, but not enough to stop watching. So I yeah, know. I feel I, like diversity is another buzzword that they use yeah. as a catch-all. It's like it's like these companies, especially DC, oh, it's a whole multiverse. And it's so I get so irritated hearing that because it's like yeah, I'm talking about multiverse and this and that as if this is a new concept mm-hmm. it's like you do know we've had multiple spider-man movies yeah we've had you know it's just like most people of a certain age that are used to these things they're used to the concept of more than one character or whatever you know interacting and, and existing right but they keep saying multiverses and it's like, I don't think you guys really understand <laughs> the concept or the language. It's like all these are, are you know, just multiverses of, it's like, okay, you could just say they're not connected. Stop using the word when you clearly don't <laughs> understand it. 
Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's exactly what Hollywood does. They use the word diversity. Uh, it has such a diverse cast. And then you get on there and you look at the cast list and it's the paper bag test. Right. And we know what, and, and I'm glad you brought up the, the phrase forced diversity because it brings up to what uh, I want to talk about. I sent you an article. Um, yeah with another uh, uh, Canadian um, base, Asian, I don't know how to say this. Um, <laughs> I want to say his name was Lin Lindu. He was the Black Power Ranger in the, in the Power Rangers reboot. He was also Liu Kang in the uh, Mortal Kombat um, in the Mortal Kombat uh, reboot. Yeah. Chinese um, Canadian actor Ludi Lin. Ludi Lin. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he talked about uh, he had an issue with uh, the fact that Lord of the Rings cast was not really diverse. Um, for those who don't know, Amazon has a um, a Lord of the Rings prequel coming out. Um, you know, see a couple uh, articles when you bring it up. Uh, well, Amazon's Lord of the Rings have forced diversity. And it's a, it's a story they're supposed to be taking thousands of years before the main movie. Mm -hmm. And from looking at a synopsis of it, it's supposed to take place in places that we know, and also different other regions. So, and, and initially, my initial thought was, is like, okay, I don't really remember seeing any people of color in Lord of the Rings. Right. At the same time, I wasn't really looking, because there, there are certain things I would say to where if there's not Black people in it, I'm not tripping. It's like, okay, well, they're probably just not in this region, or... Um, like I know for some movies that, um, was it, I want to say Beauty and the Beast and yeah. something else that Disney has made, it's like, you'll see some black people in the background. It's just like, but black people weren't there. But yeah. like, or if they were there, they're not walking around free like that. It's right, like, they're I'm not, like, those are slaves. Right. It's yeah. like, I, it's like, I'm okay with us not being in certain areas Yeah. because I don't want it to get to the, I don't want it to be, as you say, <laughs> Just kind of tokenism to where it's like hey we, we have a black person it's just like yeah but they're inconsequential so it doesn't right matter. you yeah. can just left it all white since they're in france i would be fine with that exactly now if you if that was modern day well i know there's black people in france in modern day so right. I could, yeah so i could be different right i can yeah. i'd be all right it's like okay there's some black people in the background fine whatever but once once i saw the synopsis of is going to tackle some air they're going to go to some locations or whatever besides what we normally saw okay. in the main lord of the rings trilogy and you know mm -hmm. um, subsequent movies it's like okay so that could be where the other people of color um i don't know if this is meaning black and brown but i do i do think there are some uh some quite a few asian characters Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, so I can see that. Okay, fine. 
I can I can wrap, you know, because I I can also <laughs> wrap my head around the fact of like you know because they they were talking about was token racist and whatever. I haven't read any of their actual work. I've just seen the adaptation, so I can't say one way or another. Right. Yeah. However, in the world of dwarves and orcs and goblins and whatnot, I can reasonably say that they will also have humans of different shades. Yeah. So, you know, and especially if they're not, you know, when if seemingly based in a medieval type of setting, I can also see how it would be less likely for different cultures and different races to be intermixing. Like that. Yeah. So fine, I, I can see that as well. And so I, you know, looking at that, it's like, okay, I don't have an issue with that. I do know some people do have issues with, um, as they say, forced diversity. Um, a friend of mine, the same friend I was talking with uh, when they brought up the whole uh, thing with uh, the, the diversity in the Lord of the Rings cast. Uh, there's this uh, black dude on YouTube. I can't think of his name, and I'm not going to bother looking it up. It seems like he has an issue with any... <laughs> he seems very much like he's he's the type of dude where it's like oh you know people being woke and whatever they're ruining these movies and comic book characters whatever yeah and he's just like he's like see they're trying to force diversity and so instead of getting the best person is is the argument he pulls the same argument that the white people use for Affirmative action. Affirmative action. Yeah, and I was just he, thinking that. Yeah, he's he's like, see now that they're saying, oh, they want a black person, they want a black person, or this black or this, they're they're going with yeah, because he had a problem with the Eternals. I don't know if you saw the Eternals trailer. Yeah. Okay. In the comics, for the most part, all those characters are white. But now they mm -hmm. have certain, you know, they have a diverse, you know, cast. He's just like, so now they're looking for any of this instead of getting the best person for the job. And to me, when he said that, that irked me so bad. It's just like, so you're assuming that because they are looking, it's like, okay, we want to have something diverse and we want to get somebody like this. So you're yeah. assuming that he's not the best person for the job because they were right. looking for Right, now thing. you're like automatically assuming he's not good. Right, just because or, also or you're assuming that, right? or you're assuming that all white actors who were hired were the best person for that job. Right. Because I can show you a couple movies where that's not true. Right. A lot. Hell, Iron Fist. That dude was clearly <laughs> not the best person for that for the job. And I'm gonna have to send you uh the Scott Atkins guy I'm telling you about. He uh <laughs> he has this this interview thing where he talks with a lot of uh martial artists and actors that he's worked with before and some that he hasn't and it's cool yeah. because they talk about a lot of behind the scenes stuff yeah. that i that you wouldn't know about and you know mm -hmm. things i think are pretty cool he talks to the, the main character from um the mortal Kombat remake and although mm -hmm. i didn't care for the character or the movie that much i i liked that actor and so i was happy to see him doing something and see all the stuff he was doing um, but he, and he was in Iron Fist. He had uh, a fight scene with them, 
And it was funny when during that fight scene, a lot of people just like, okay, he's dope. It's just like, how come he couldn't have been Iron Fist? Because he looked and he talked about it. It's just like, you know, have he 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 matches perfectly to where his his dad was a, a famous uh stuntman and martial artist in movies. Um and he's he's half Chinese, half or half Asian, half white. And he's he has that look of mm-hmm. you're not fully white. You know what I'm saying? You know how black yeah. people be like it's like he's mixed with something. Right. Um, I'm not sure what. And and he talked about it, the, the issue, Louis Tan, that's the guy's name. Um and like, you know, he he's clearly just like, yeah, you're something. And he talked about, you know, it would have been cool if they wanted to change, they could have had a kind kind of like that, that kung fu thing of like, you know, he's he grows up in this mystical land. He's not a part of that culture, so he's kind of getting backlash for them. Mm-hmm. And then he also kind of has to navigate being biracial in the real world. And it's like that would have been dope. Instead, they hired a British actor who did not learn, who supposedly only had a few weeks to learn the choreography. And so when you when you're watching it, which a lot of people did, it's like you're supposed to be a kung fu master. But yet right. when, when you're <laughs> it's it's like but when you're you're fighting, it's clear it's just like, wow, you are not that good. Right. It's very clear that you only just learned this. Right. And he's talking about how it's difficult shooting because he's like in the longer takes, he's like, you're clearly seeing him just fight with the um the stunt man and yeah. have to stop, you know, having to shoot different scenes with the stunt man, then be like, okay, now I gotta shoot with this guy and he's not that good. Mm-hmm. He's just and it's just like, you know, that's not even really an excuse anymore when you see people like Holly Berry and hell, especially Counter Reeves bust their ass to try to learn this stuff to be like like no that's not that's not good and it's and especially frustrating because i recognize a lot of the stunt people in um iron fist and i was just like and 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 you know when you're watching something you can just suspend your disbelief for you know certain people beating certain people you know whatever but when when the person you see doing it is so bad and you see people who you know are so good it makes it yeah. harder to do that be like they will mop the floor with this dude it's like you're not even no, for real yeah so so yeah so how do you feel i'm sorry we kind of talked about it but um how do you feel about the perception of forced diversity in certain things um like uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, other fantasy. Because I know last time we talked about um, wanting to see more people of color in fantasy. Yeah. And and certain things. How do you feel about actually getting it? Do you feel like as if it's forced <laughs> uh, sometimes, or do you feel like it's it's better to at least get these growing pains out the way first? Or you know, how, what what is your take on any of that? I feel like it's a thin line 
right between diversity and then it being forced i think the word forced diversity i feel like those words um came about because of the way diversity is being marketed and that's the problem right I've, it feels forced because they're selling diversity and um that's not how it should be diversity is something that is human it's the way the world is it's diverse and to show that on tv shouldn't be a sellable tool like oh we're so diverse and that's why i think people feel like it's forced when diversity is on tv because they're trying to sell it to people and they're like marketing these light-skinned almost white people to us as so diverse when that's not how the world looks either all of those it shows blackish mixed-ish light-skinned-ish whatever all of those shows are marketing diversity right they're marketing those shows in particular are marketing light-skinned families as the the poster child for black and um I feel like that's a lot of people's problems with diversity is with them throwing in somebody light skin and being like, this is all black people. Look at how diverse our cast is. We have black people and then it's just that person or those couple people to represent what black people look like in the real world. I, I will say, I'm sorry, I will say one thing I did like about blackish is that they do bring that up the, the the whole thing of color to where the main character dre he talks um they, they there was just you know had a few episodes talking about colorism and they had one to where they confront him directly they talk about the because uh the wife um Bo, her family is biracial mm -hmm. you know her, her dad's white her mom is seemingly mixed because she's very fair-skinned however in the prequel show, her mom is played by uh, Tika Sumner, mm -hmm. who is far from light skin. Very far, right? And it's just like, how did this person grow up to be this person? <laughs> you know, it's like I, I like that actress, but at the same time, that don't match. Um, but yeah, they do come out saying it's like, yeah, but you don't notice how you talk about us not being all black. You know, you make fun of us in our blackness because of that. And I do like the fact that they did address that issue that Black people have with each other as far as colorism. It's like, yes, I, I still, you know, you know that there is still the thing of, as, as you said perfectly, um, they're quick to throw some light-skinned people be like, hey, we're being diverse. It's just like, yeah, okay. Um, but I, I still like the way that they addressed it among other things because, you know, they, they do have the light-skinned characters. However, they have the twins who aren't light skinned because that's that's how the episode started mm -hmm. with the Diane, the fact that they took school pictures and they are clearly not used to taking pictures of people with darker skin tones, right? Because you can barely see her, mm -hmm. you know, and you know it's it's cool and and she is a character who gets more, who has blossomed as the show has gone on and. You know her character has several several episodes about her and about you know her black hair and, and just so that's good but you know i did at least want to point that out but no i 
you know, I do agree with you with, with that. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I haven't seen Blackish, so your insight was very well needed. But um, I just feel like that's really the problem in Hollywood now. In some ways, I feel like in terms of diversity, we've been going backwards instead of forwards, especially because when you look at like shows from like the early 2000s and the 90s, the shade ranges were way more diverse and plentiful than there are now on TV. Like mm -hmm. when you go back and look at shows about people of color, it's like, wow, they all look different, but they look like a real family right. instead right. of like shows that you have nowadays where it's like, we're so diverse. Look at this. And it's just not diverse at all. It's very much like fair skinned, fair toned, you know, like right. who's right. white passing, put them on the screen. <laughs> I would know what that, although he is a social pariah right now. Bye. I'm thinking about the Cosby show and how how well they did that. But I also think about like thinking about the kids, it's just like clearly the oldest two took after uh Claire. Can I be frank that I've never seen the Cosby show? <laughs> never, not one episode. Not one. At most, I've seen maybe like a 30-second clip. <laughs> wow. Well, well, let me tell you, uh, they have five kids. The oldest two... Have you ever seen A Different World? Yeah. Oh, I loved A Different World. I've seen okay. all of that. Okay. The have you? Okay. The first season, uh, Denise? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Lisa Bonet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her and her oldest sister are the only two light-skinned ones of the of the kids. Right. Everybody else is, you know, darkest skin tone, whatever. But and then it's just like they, whenever they show up, it's kind of like a little a guest appearance because you know they're older. They're in. I want to say Lisa Bonet was more so before you know she got the spin off of a different world, but then she was only in one season. It's like mm -hmm. she was so. <laughs> they even did the reunion without her. I was just like, damn. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you're like I said, you're they. It's a thing to where they talk about diversity, and to me, when they talk about diversity, I have the feeling that I have when they have somebody who. When they cast somebody uh, who may be trans, who may be, um, you know, the I don't say LGBTQ plus community, because a lot of conversation that you have that you hear now is how some of them don't like that because it is a thing of all those letters do not match the same thing, but it's like oh well this is of that group so we're gonna throw them all together yeah and that's not really fair to their what they're what they stand for what they're what they're trying to do yeah but um it's a thing of um i'm kind of sick of sorry let me preface this i'm sick of hearing about it in the way of the first game whatever i don't want them yeah. to stop doing it 
I want them to stop announcing it. Announcing it. That's the thing, right? That's why people are sick of it because right. they're announcing it like people should be so proud when it's something that should have already been there in the first place. And I feel like that's the thing is like diversity is so normal in the world, but that's never been shown on TV. And now that you're starting to show it on TV, you keep announcing it like you want a pat on the back. And it's like, you don't deserve one because it should have been on TV already. So as a matter of fact, you need to be quiet because you're really just catching up. So you need to do it on the sneak tip, actually, because you should be embarrassed. Right. It's, to me, it's like, just do it and have them. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, I like, just just do it. It's like because because yeah. and because the funny thing is you're you're going to get backlash anyway, and the funny thing is that most people trying to give you backlash were never going to watch it anyway. That's the thing, exactly. Because have you seen all of those people that are like upset about them there being like gay people in cartoons now, and like people like having uproars about that, like. They're like, kids don't need to see that. I'm like, do you know how many cartoons I've seen kiss right. on TV? It's like, so I can see the regular people kiss. I can see extreme violence. But the same right. sex, like, that's that's the issue. But that's the thing, right? Like, you didn't even notice that you said it, but you realized you were like, I can see the regular people kiss. Right. That's how they view it, right? Heter- heterosexual relationships is the normal. And then like same-sex relationships are abnormal so they're like that's okay because you know that's how life is but then you see two girls kiss on tv and now it's like how dare they put this on tv well first off depending on how they look because it's still that is still able to be sexualized it's just like ooh, well two women it is you know ooh, that's just kind of sexy because they can still make jokes about you know women experimenting with each other in college right. loki makes a do you watch loki oh my god yes okay yes. I, I did i didn't want to spoil it because I, I think i'm one episode behind it's fact what today today's wednesday yes i wednesday. got to catch you before, before there's a watch party he makes a a blip if you're if you're washing dishes or if you hear something loud for a split second you will miss this line Oh, when he says, oh, about the little, prince little, oh, and the princess. Right. A little bit of both. It keeps going. Yeah. And then that's it. They lost their damn mind. It's just like, and I told my wife about it. She's just like, and she, she's like, what, what up? Because we were watching, I was just like, oh, you missed the line that the people flip, flipped out about. She was like, what was it? And I told her, she was like, but, but it's, it's Loki. She's like, you can't, and she's not even a comic book person. That's not even her stuff, but she's just like, you can't tell by looking at him that he's, it's like, you can't you tell know? by the way he, and it's just <laughs> like, but, and, and, it, and it is the thing, it's just like, and even, even by the concept of, okay, so if we, if we are to take it at face value from what that show, Loki has grown up with the perception that he is a god of mm-hmm. you know and of asgard he's one of the two the two sons of the ruler of a kingdom in outer space and they do whatever 
but you mean to tell me different culture, they have so much stuff that's different, but you expect them to have the same sexual norms, whatever that we do. Hell, even, even back in like when, when everybody was so macho and was stuff like 300, they were freaky back then. Yeah. I remember what, I can't remember whether it was Troy or what was it? There was a scene that was kind of like kind of haunting because of, it was not very consensual. They was like, it was, was it Troy? It was some, it was some Greek movie. And, you know, they had just won something. They're having a, the whole hedonistic party mm-hmm. and a group of dudes carried off this attractive young boy because they're like, hey, we're about to celebrate. Wow. Yeah. And he was just like, no, no. I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, they were, they, they got down. You know, and but, I'm- like that's the thing, right? Because especially like like you said, um, with lesbians, with like when it's two women, it's always able to be sexualized, right? And then when it's two men, it's like I don't know if you've heard about the controversy with Lil Nas X and his performance at the BET Award. Oh because, no! No, he Lil Nas X performed at the BET Awards. And he kissed a guy during his performance. And everybody lost their shit. They were like, how dare you put that on TV? And you're just like, you're on a public platform and you're putting this on TV. People, kids are watching and I, all of that, right? And all I could think of is like, have you listened to the song? Because the song that he's singing is about sex he doesn't like women so who is he going to kiss what did you think forget all that remember when little he had a little kid had a titty out <laughs> exactly like do you know how much wild shit happens at the bt awards specifically and you're mad about him kissing another dude on stage i'm like okay listen i love meg the stallion and Cardi and all of them, they can go out there and shake their ass and all of that titties out and all of that looking amazing. And that's sexual and it's cool and everything. Lil Nas X comes out there and kisses a guy at the end of his performance and now all of a sudden, everybody is so conservative. Since when? Like like I said, because that can be sexualized. We can we can make we can still objectify them and them taking control of their bodies or whatever. But we can still is like, oh, that's that's sexy. I'm I'm still for that. That's still cool. Yeah, right. And then, but it's taboo when it's like something you're not attracted to, right? When it's something like people right. aren't. It's like, oh, I don't. I'm not with that. So now I hate. I don't want to see that. And that's the problem. It's like. Just mind your business, you know. Right. Like, it's it's the it's the it's the fake thing. It's like, well, you know, you know, let them live their life. I just don't want to see it. So then you don't want them right. to live their life. Because if you wanted them to live their life, they could do it what wherever. Like, right. Like gay people exist all around. Like that doesn't mean that you're like you got to be like, oh my god, you are just so terrible in my face. You can do whatever, but you got to hide it from me. So they can't do whatever. 
and it's, and it's always some supposed agenda. And it's, it's like, oh, they're pushing the gay agenda. It's just like, first of all, these companies only care about money. Exactly. They're only they're only doing this now because, you know, they'll think the more people support it, thereby getting more money. Exactly. That's but, exactly what all of the sports teams did last year with right. all the Black Lives Matter commercials out of nowhere. Right, because they because they got tired of their teams. It's just like, yeah, I do know most of your teams are got are black players. Right. But like if they if they could if they could, you know, oh, it would have been so beautiful if they could have got if they could have gotten together the way the NBA players did and be like, if we decide we're not gonna play, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that um <laughs> Money is a lot stronger than unity these days. So. See, but here's the thing, yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, and those and those are the people who are short sighted because yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, that's true. It's, uh, money only has the power you give it. That's very if, true. If all of y'all is like, and, and that's and that was their misconception is y'all were the ones making them the money. Exactly. If all of y'all got together. Are they going to fire all of you? Then who is going to play? Exactly. Okay, they, they pull up some second stringers, some third stringers, whatever, and all this and that. Anybody going to want to exactly. watch Who's them gonna games? Who's going to watch? Exactly. You know what I'm Cause saying? Because the NFL had me fucked up. If you think I'm watching a bunch of bench players, like I just wouldn't watch. And that's the thing is like... A bunch of stadium bowl players. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's very it's very easy for a company to turn around and like jump on the wave of diversity as it comes right because that's all it is right now they don't really care about diversity they don't really care about black lives matter they care about what's going to make them look good so people keep buying what they're selling exactly And I think that's exactly to bring it full circle. I think that's exactly what Hollywood is doing. And that's why people are mad because they are doing the bare minimum and calling it diversity. And wanting to pat on your back. Right. And wanting to be celebrated for doing the bare minimum. And and here's the thing. If you, if they did it without addressing it all the time people would be people would want to people would already flock to pat me on the back exactly. but the fact that you're trying to as you say do the bare minimum is like and and at the same time patting yourself on the back it's just like no yeah it's like no actually you're not even you ain't even really did shit to talk about so you're doing a lot and i feel like that's like a lot of people's problem and why they feel like the diversity is being so forced because it's for one not that diverse and you're over here making it seem like you're doing so much when you're really not you barely put people of color on screen and you're like but we're doing more than what we was doing last year so we should get a pat on the back for that and it's like no you shouldn't Yeah, I, they, and, and that's the thing, people, as I said, people keep saying they have an agenda, 
they're pushing this and that, but they're doing what they think makes them is going to make them money. Exactly. And as I said, especially as far as BET is concerned, they they have shown so much wild stuff. BET uncut. <laughs> it's like they have shown so right. much stuff, so much crazy stuff to where it's like, that's what you lost your mind over. Right, tip drill. Thing that was nothing. That was everywhere. Oh my god! <laughs> now that is my song, though. That is. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it would be considered pro- problematic, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but I've got to represent my man. But the that's the point, right? It's like things have been sexualized. There's been sexuality on TV for years, and it's like don't make it. It it's not different now that it's somebody that you might now that it's a sexuality you don't identify with. You know. It's still just the same. It's just not something that w- appeals to you. And I feel like most people, well, not most people, but I feel like people feel like, oh, well, it's not for me. So get it away from me, you know? And that's just, that's not how the world works. And what's also funny is just like, so talking about the drugs and killing people, right. all that is fine. All that is okay. We, we, we are comfortable with that. I don't have to explain. <laughs> I don't feel the need to explain why it's okay for them talking about how they're going to run through some women, <laughs> so-and-so, right. or why they killing somebody. We'll celebrate that. He kissed another guy. Now, hold on. Now, My son is watching this. Exactly. Now I got to explain to him. Right. Now I have to this tell him like, that gay people are people, too. How dare me? It's like... Oh, no. There was this woman on Twitter. She got mad about a... Uh, I don't know if you saw this. They dragged the hell out of her. I don't know if she got any skin left the way they dragged <laughs> her. Uh, she was just like... She was mad because this uh, K's commercial had two men yeah. on it. And she's just like, no, this is too much and this and that. So people just like it's just like oh so you got to explain that to her like you got to explain two men not not belonging together to your son uh, have you bothered explaining to him why they got a ring and you okay. ain't got one I was just gonna say I was like is she even married <laughs> talking about them people getting married on TV it's just I feel like a lot of people don't know how to mind their business and I feel like exactly. now here's the thing diversity on TV. I welcome it. I welcome diversity in any and all stories. I just wish the diversity was also in the writing room so it would translate better on TV because you can very much tell when there are stories about people of color or people from different sexualities and there's stories about them that aren't written by people with those experiences. Because there are stereotypes galore and just shit that doesn't make sense. And like, that's why I try my hardest when I'm finding stories about Black people, I want them to be written by Black people. I want them to be, I want 
black people to have a hand in it so that it's genuine. And I feel like on TV, when there are stories about Asian people or Native Americans or anything, or people that are gay or bisexual or trans or anything, all of those stories should be written by people with those experiences. Because if you've never lived that experience, you can't tell other people what it's like, you know? And I just feel like that's a problem. And that's, I feel like that's the main problem with the forced diversity is that like, it's not genuine. It doesn't feel like something that's like real. Like back, like in the 2000s, that's why I said, I feel like we're going backwards because like in the 2000s, watching, when you're watching like, Martin or Fresh Prince or you're watching one-on-one my wife and kids any of these shows it doesn't feel like these are white people in the writing room writing about what they think a black family is these are black people writing about their experiences that they've had and things that they know black other black people can relate to and I feel like that's something that should happen in shows that are about people of color. Like if it's a show about Asian people, there should be Asians in that writing room. If it's a show about Native Americans, Native Americans need to be in that writing room because they are the only people that know what those experiences are. And they should have the means and be able to tell those stories. And I feel like that's really where Hollywood lacks And that's why the diversity feels so forced because the interactions on screen and like like the way they talk and all of that is off base for what the actual cultures are because people in that culture aren't the ones writing the story. And I think, I wanna say we talked about that last time with as far as it's like, yeah, we need diversity, not just on screen, but we need diversity behind the screen too. Because when you when when you have diversity behind the screen, I think that's when you will see you will really see the change. Because yeah. um, I want to say, did you watch did you watch John did you watch John Wick with the others? Yeah, uh, a few months ago. Okay, yeah. dope action movie, right? Yeah, great. Directed, you know, starring, directed, uh, stunt team, all by stunt people all about people who were stunt people. It's just like, we want to do this. And so you see how an action movie comes out when the people who are actually doing the thing be like, okay, we were tired of seeing this not done right. So we're gonna show you how it looks when we do it. Right. And to this day, I, I can't think of another American made action film that is shot and choreographed that well. Yeah, that movie is amazing. Like the fight scenes in that movie is crazy. Like Keanu Reeves, he was really doing that shit. This man is almost (laughs) sixty. Listen, he did his shit. Okay, I. That's what I'm talking about. Those like you can really tell. Like people, like I feel like people feel like you can't tell if you like, like oh well, I'm gonna just write it and then. It'll be fine because I um, actually, I don't know if you've heard about it. This might just be, you know, in the 
it was on Twitter, there was a woman who got exposed for writing. She wrote a book and the main character was a black girl. And it turned out that she was a white woman writing that story. And I feel like I talked to you about this. Because well, no, yes, I, I think, I, I, I believe you did. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's, that's what I'm talking about. They feel like it won't be, you won't be able to tell. But there is, that's the thing. That's exactly where the disconnect is, right? You're not in the culture. So of course you think I won't be able to tell. But I live this life, so I know, like, oh, that was awkward. Why would they say that? That doesn't even make sense. Things like that. It's like you need those voices to be heard in order for the stories to make sense. Because otherwise, it's just you're using a puppet, a puppet to just try to mimic something that you'll never be a part of. Well, know what? Um... I was I was with my mom uh, last night. Went to visit her. She uh, she's in the hospital after uh, after a successful surgery, and we watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari. It was about Ford Motor Company wanting to build a race car, basically because the owner of Ford was pissed because Ferrari didn't want to let them buy them. Uh, mm-hmm. I also pointed out an, an important piece to my mom to when after you know they turned down buying them and they they sold to another company. Um, the owner of Ford was just like, we're going to build a race car, we're going to do this, 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 and we're going to bury that. Um, he said a derogatory term for Italians under so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I was like, see, that's why he didn't want to sell to you. It's just like, it's like, you, like it's all, you can always tell people, it's like the moment they feel insulted or something, the base thing comes up. It's like, if you truly respected him, that, that word would have never came out your mouth yeah it's like when people have a thing it's just like oh you know i just said that anywhere because i was upset it's just like no that's what you think it's like yeah if you really respect the that people don't call that culture you never would have said that that word doesn't think to come up out your mouth right you never would have even thought to say that if that wasn't something that you feel on a daily basis anyway right if if i get into it with a gay black man i'm never going to think to call him an, an f word exactly unless like you're the type of person that uses that word all the time if that's something that comes out of your mouth so easily that means that that's something you be saying or thinking a lot for you to just be like oh i just slipped up right exactly because you meant to say it in private and you actually said it out loud exactly and that's but in and in the movie there was this enthusiast, uh, was it Tim Miles, who was a, a British guy. He pretty much helped develop along with, uh, I can't think of the guy's first name, but Shelby. Uh, anybody who enjoyed cars, they they would recognize his name. They end up putting his name, he was like a car designer with like the Mustang GT Shelby. He's like, that's, that's him. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I'm outside. Just planes coming through. Don't live too far from the airport, but uh, <laughs> okay. I feel like a, 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 a I feel like I said we keep your distance whenever they ever have a train or something come through. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like there was a dude who he was a car racer, but he could tell just driving the car. He knew what to fix. He knew different things 
And the corporate people who didn't know anything about that, they didn't like him because as he, one of the guys essentially said, he's too real. Want to win? We want to do this, this, and this. Okay, this yeah. is the perfect guy for it. Okay, they're a little bit too real. We, we want real, but we don't want too real. The right, that's the thing. It's all a and, show. And that's that's, that's, that's that's what they do. It's like okay, we want black, but we want the but black not that too we're black. Right, right. We want the black that we're comfortable with. Um, we, you, you, you know the black people that that, that we're looking for. Uh, the first in their generation to go to college. You know, maybe somebody is in a gang or something like that. It's right. Like black person. All of the stereotypes. Right. Did the dad just get out of jail? It's like, dude. <laughs> like, but believe it or not, there's a lot more of us who haven't been in jail than have. Yeah. So. It's just, I feel like with a lot of, like, even with what you brought up, a lot of it is just, it's staged. They want it to look a certain way, but behind the scenes, we already know that that's not really what it is. They don't really care about diversity. They are keeping it as whitewashed as possible while still claiming diversity. And it's just like, it's not gonna happen for real until there are actually people of color in writing rooms and casting rooms and wardrobe and hair and right. all of that, because that's the only way it'll actually be really diverse, when there are diverse voices everywhere in the industry. And right and, now, that doesn't look like it's happening. And even even just to say, uh, to think about hair, I I grew up in the, you know, um, early 90s, so my show was Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. That was my show. I, I love it. It was like that, that, that was the show to get me to be like, I like martial arts. I like kicking people and doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it also got me to the concept of I like good guys who actually like being good guys who are good just for the sake of being good. It's like we're going to stop these people because not because we're tortured, but you know, that's just what we do. Yeah. Um, and you know, even with them, they have had more and more diverse casting. I think this past season, they've had, first of all, I want to say at this point, They've had one, two. They've had four Red Rangers. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. four four Red Rangers who were black. Um, they've had a lot more Latino cast. Um, and I think this is the first time they've had a auxiliary, a six ranger who was also black. And those are more mm-hmm. those are normally roles who go to white people. Uh, I want to say they, they've had a couple of leaders who were Pacific uh, Islanders and whatnot. And so yeah. it's like, I think that's that's cool. Is love to see somebody other than the norm have it. And and um, and I also brought that up to bring this up. Um, one of the, I can't remember what season it was, but um, what was it? For, for those who watched, you know, whatever season, Zeal, Zeal, I think that was the fourth season. The Yellow Ranger was a black uh, black woman, um, let's say Nakia Bruce. She talks about, uh, I've heard her talk about the fact that where, when, you know, that was like when her first acting gigs, they were doing it, they was in Hollywood, whatever. They, and, the, and also the black Yellow Ranger before her, 
they they've had conversations where it's like they did not know what to do with our hair. Yeah. And they talk about, you know, a lot of times they would just throw a hat on because they didn't know how to work black hair. And like apparently there's like a set photo, no, sorry, not even a set photo, a promo photo to where it's them standing in their suits with the little heroic pose. And she had to like wear a wig because they effed her hair up so much. And they just threw something on it. And it's like, there's no way they would do that to the, you know, to the the red or pink ranger and throw something on there and be like, okay, this is gonna be a promo photo. It's like, no, they're gonna fix it so that it looks right before yeah. they take a photo that's gonna be put out for people. And ju- and just yeah. the fact and just the fact that they didn't have anybody who knew how to deal with black hair and didn't bother to go get somebody. Right. Didn't bother to try to change the fact that you didn't have somebody. Right. That's the and, problem. And once again, like I said, this was the second black female ranger they had. So you saw it was the issue with this one. Had a whole season. Uh, she was even she was even in um, the movie. And so when you have the second one, you you didn't think, okay, well we have to fix this. No, you're just you know. Right. We'll just do whatever anyway. And just like with the Olympics. The fact that they eat there, even against black people having caps to cover our hair when we're swimming, to you know, better you know for for competition, it's like right. you, you guys are even against that. It's just like, but that's that's the problem, right? That's why diversity feels so forced because to them, white is the normal, right, and everybody right. else is abnormal. Exactly, and so it's always different. So because, oh, this this is the stock. This is what normal is right here. This is what nude is. Because I've had to deal with that my whole life. Nude is, the, your nude and my nude are two very different colors. Oh my God, but yeah. Every time you go look at nude, what is it? It's nude to a white person. Right, that, that peach, pink right, color. Right, that peach color. Because that's, because that's what's normal to them. And then everybody else just has to get in where they fit in, basically. But yet, if you change, if you change the name of that, and also Band-Aids, if they yeah. change the, the way the, those colors and different things like that, can you just think about the number of people who would lose their mind over this preconceived? It was like, oh, they're just taking everything away. They're just, yeah. you, you, you can't call Mr. Potato Head Mr. Potato Head anymore. It's just like, Okay, it's well, a potato. Right. It's like, okay, how about this? When you buy it and take it in your house, you, you can, can call it whatever you want. Right. It, like, I, the Mr. <laughs> potato Head thing was so funny to me. I'm like, bro, this is a toy of a potato with a face. And y'all are getting mad? Y'all, y'all are getting mad. Y'all, they got mad about Mr. Potato Head the way we get mad about getting shot by the police literally it's like wow this is what it's like the privilege this is what y'all have y'all get upset about and the thing what is a chill I, day i think the people the most people who at least you know have platforms that get quote unquote mad about it i don't think they're as mad about it as they portray to be they yeah. just do it because they know it'll get the people who, who listen to them riled up and will perpetuate this proposed culture war which is always yeah. funny to me because they always talk about, first of all, none of these people 
can get the concept of what free speech means right now. Oh, no, they're like, free speech means I can say whatever I want without consequence. And it's like, no, you can say whatever you want without going to jail. Exactly. There's still consequences. Right. It's like people, people on Twitter telling you to shut up and whatever. You still said what you wanted to. Exactly. Like, and they you know, told people, you to shut up. That's what right. they wanted to say. And then people like, well, people lost their jobs. It's just like, well, I'm not saying I necessarily wanted you to lose your job. However, if you what you said or did made such a public uh, outcry and your company said, you know, because you're because remember, you're all about capitalism, right? They said, right. well, the attention that you get that you brought to yourself is going to make it difficult for us to make money. So capitalism is all about money. Right, got to drive for business. That means right. we have to get rid of you. Yes, exactly. And here's the thing. All of those people, you might not say it, but I'll say it, deserve to lose their jobs. You're unemployed <laughs> because you said that good. I don't care. It's just like you decided to stay, say what you said, stand on it. You meant it when you said it. You lost your job because of it. Well, you shouldn't have said it. Sorry. It's just like you deserve it. I'm sorry. You just decided to say it out your mouth and the consequences are what the consequences are. Sorry. Uh, I know you got to go. I got to head out too because somebody decides they want to strip. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But thank you. Uh, We can definitely pick this back up at another time. But Thank you so much for your time tell people where they can find you at um you can follow me on ig at muggles with melanin we be posting memes on there um you can also follow my personal ig at dream loudly that's loudly with two l's first two l's not the second so d-r-e-a-m-l-l-o-u-d-l-y do we got an underscore let me check yes underscore at the end so y'all know where to find me. And um, also I'm on Twitch, Simone J98. That is Simone with an I, not a Y. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I love these discussions. Yeah, me too. I'm still trying to figure out who's spelling Simone with a Y. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank you to my guests, uh, giving her of her time. You know, she has to go, so gonna wrap this up you could find me bold expressions twitter instagram bld expressions sorry underscore expressions <sighs> sorry i had to run up the hill <laughs> once again that's bld underscore uh, expressions find my youtube page bold expressions podcast you can hit me up on my email uh bold expressions number four at gmail.com you can find this wherever podcasts can be found if you listen to this on apple Rich boy, four stars, write a good review, like, share, subscribe, send it to people, get us out there. Also, check out her podcast and others like it that you hear on here, you know, help, you know, boost and promote black people out here trying to do it. Once again, thank you to my guests. Definitely had to get you back on here. So we took, we could talk about more of this, whatever. Um, probably get, grab some more people from the discord and we can all chat and laugh and do all that good stuff. Yes. Uh, so yeah have a good day good morning good evening whenever you listen to this as always don't be so busy to prove your point that you forget your purpose
Thank you for listening to this episode all the way to the end. I appreciate your patronage, but I would also love it if you would check out these other great podcasts as well. Hey, everybody. I'm Truly B. And I'm Daryl P. And we are the hosts of Dance Talk Realness, a podcast where we discuss all nuances concerning education and dance, because a dance experience is an experience worth talking about. DTR is the perfect podcast for dancers, dance educators, dance parents, and dance enthusiasts who just love chatting it up and shooting the breeze with others that are about that dance life. DTR is also great for those who don't have a background in dance that are interested in learning more about the different avenues of education and dance in the field as a whole, but with a relaxed, hanging out with your friends type of vibe. You can find and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Dance Talk Realness. You can also email us at dancetalkrealness at gmail.com. That's dancetalkrealness at gmail.com. We look forward to welcoming you into our tribe of beautiful minds and to delivering you fresh new content each week. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Yes.